Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sign Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Sign Guy with Chris Marks here with us this week. Some show notes. If you're looking for some professional wrestling in the next few days, we got some. Tonight, WCWO at the Outlaw Arena, 1151 South Kentucky Avenue in Indianapolis, Indiana. FGW in Hamilton, Ohio. Supreme Pro Wrestling in Madison, Indiana. Horror Slam in Brownstown, Michigan. And Paradigm running the arena in Jeffersonville. Tomorrow night, you can find Chris Marks and myself, and even a Lumberjack, if you'd want to see that, in Garden City, Idaho for Wrestle Club, STF making its debut show in Salt Lake City, Supreme back at it in Madison, Indiana, APW in Corbin, Kentucky, SCW in Mantino, Illinois, WWA in Evansville, Indiana, and XWW happening in San Diego, California. But I want to welcome to the show our guest today, Russell Club in Idaho, making his way back to the show, Brad Zane, leader of Project Mayhem. Welcome back. Yes, thank you. Hello, sign guy. And Chris Marks, hello to you as well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Nah, no complaints. Just uh, enjoying the day before the show here, catching a little bit of a break, uh, mentally unwinding, and getting ready for tomorrow's action, which uh, you're going to be a part of, I hear. You're damn straight. I'm excited to see you. Welcome aboard. Appreciate it. Uh, and Sanya, you're going to be out here tomorrow. too. Huh? Oh, oh, go ahead, sorry. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you're going to be out here too, huh? Man, that's awesome. I, I I absolutely love seeing you every time we get out here. I don't I don't know what it is, but every time you're around, I just always seem to happen to win. Can't begin to understand or explain why, but maybe you're my good luck charm. Maybe. I mean, we did have to break out the literal rule book in the middle of one of your matches. That was... Yes, I asked for that, and yes, you did. You did uh, accommodate my needs, even though I did not win that match. So maybe maybe I'm speaking a little too soon on that one. Yeah, you might have been misrecalling, but yeah, yeah that was the thing that happened. Now, tonight <laughs> is a big-time show for Russell Club, one of the bigger shows of the year. You're back at it in Garden City at the Expo Idaho. You want to tell the listeners what they can expect tomorrow, and what all is going to be happening there in Garden City. Absolutely. So tomorrow's show will be at the uh, Boise Kids Fair, the Idaho Expo Center, um, which is uh, down in Garden City. So it's like you hear three different areas all once you're kind of like scratching your head. But trust me, that's how we do business over here in Idaho. Um, the show itself is going to consist of primarily six matches, 
Uh, being that this is a kids' fair, we have to break it up, of course, per hour. So it'll be one match per hour, maybe two per hour if we're lucky. With the end of the show, we'll, uh, we'll see a nice battle royale, including our first ever 25 men to uh, participate for this, men and women, I should say, uh, as it's not going to just be uh, one-sided for a change. Um, and then, of course, the winner of that will get the chance to square off against me uh, in a match uh, after that, I believe, is what the what Dr. Steve Superb has said to me. Well, I would never doubt Dr. Steve Superb, the commissioner there. Battle Royal, that's a lot of people in this Battle Royal. They all have their sights set on you. For the Wrestle Club Heavyweight title, you got people coming from out of area to be on this show, possibly to get a crack at you, even a lumberjack. I don't know where they found him out in the woods somewhere. I don't even know if he's fully trained outside of cutting down trees, but even he's in this thing. What do you think of this big, mad rush to get a chance to win your title? Um, excitement, first off, uh, mostly because, you know, generally it's me who's on the other end trying to be a part of this rush. And for a change, I don't have to be on this end to be a part of the rush. I get to watch it all. And that is my plan. So for those listening who want to be at the show or are going to be at the show, come on down to the front row seats. That's where you'll be finding me watching as, uh, as everybody uh, gets thrown in and out of there. And I saw, I saw an interesting name on that list as well. Um, uh, a familiar one that you're quite familiar there with, Sai Guy. Uh, one Mister uh, Carta, I believe, is the name. Is that is that correct? Am I crazy? But did I see that right? I heard rumors and scuttlebutt. I hate that idiot, and I can't promise that I won't dive in and try to rip his eye out of his head because I hate that guy. But best of luck to anyone in there with him. I hope they throw him out right on top of his dome. It always amuses me how much love, love, hate you have for that guy. Yeah, I really hate that guy. He's the bane of my existence. Well, how about you, you, Chris? you also, uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sanga. I, I was going to say, you also have a bit of backup for the people listening that are probably aware. You do lead Project Mayhem, and you have a couple of newer members to that group over the last several months. Are they going to be entering that battle royal and maybe trying to protect your interest a little bit? I cannot say yay or nay to that. What I can say is always expect the unexpected. And, I mean, would it be unbecoming of me to send my fellow colleagues, my uh, my fellow Mayhem Knights, uh, in there, I don't know why I called the Mayhem Knights. I just called that one on the spot, but I just send them in there to make sure that everybody else is thrown out. Maybe, but I mean, if you want to keep the title, you got to stay above the rest, right? That's a fair point. A wrestle club has many events, and a lot of Times the events are tied to a charitable cause where they are tied to something like this, uh, an event that is designed to give some enjoyment to children, or you have some of the other conventions that you participate with and promote alongside that. It's a little bit different than a lot of promotions run. 
how do you enjoy being part of a promotion that ties itself to the community like Wrestle Club does? On a personal level, um, so you see, I I'm homegrown talent. Talent is the best way to put this. Like I've had training in the past. I you know I did training down at UPW there for a while before they were defunct. Um, and then of course that wasn't my calling then at the time. And I came back when, uh, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and just be a little straightforward about it. When I ran across one Garibay, uh, as you and I are both very familiar with, and, you know, he brought me in, got me interested back into this. And then, you know, the biggest thing that he sold me on was that this was going to be primarily more for charity than anything. But for me, it was also a chance to see a federation. I, I, I shouldn't call it a federation, but I would say that call it an organization um, up here in Idaho, which is, as a former colleague of mine called it, the land that wrestling forgot. There's nothing in Idaho. There hasn't been anything in Idaho for like the longest time until Wrestle Club came around. In the last seven years, Wrestle Club has been here, and we've been here for our community. And while we've been here for the community, obviously, you know, it's like we have our faces, we have our heels. Um, and, of course, you know, the people who enjoy being what they enjoy being, uh, for me, it's a personal enjoyment to get to be a part of this because I've always enjoyed just being that guy that people just want to see get utterly obliterated. And the reason behind that is it's hope. And to give hope to those who can realize that it's there, it's enjoyable, especially in a community like this. You know, it's like where people don't think wrestling exists in Idaho. It's not true. It does. You just got to look. We're there. So, you know, if you're at home and you're listening to this and you're curious, show up. Be there. The only thing you got to do is pay an entry fee at the door. You don't pay for the wrestling itself. We're there for you. I'm not, but they are. Fair enough. Now, obviously, tomorrow it's going to be a younger audience. Uh, at oh, did we lose you? I'm not Chris. sure. Uh, I'm still here. We are having a little oh. bit of a uh, technical issue here with uh, Jason, but we'll uh, we'll continue on. Uh, <coughs> uh, <laughs> looks like we're going to try to get him back here in just a minute. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Um, so, just for those of you that might uh, the, the audience members that may not be super familiar with you, Brad, tell us a little bit about your history. So, for myself, I am uh, so. I myself started, uh, like I said, about 20-ish years ago. I tried to break into the business down in SoCal uh, in UPW down there because, you know, I was in the area. I used to live down in that area uh, in Salinas, and so I wanted to get into wrestling. At the time that I tried to do that, I found that it wasn't my calling, so I decided to stop. Jump forward about 15 years later, I get a call from a friend of mine who had been doing wrestling over in Ohio uh, for OVW, you know, he had come back to Idaho, and he had found that there was an organization here. So he got me interested in checking it out. I went and checked it out, and that's where I met the Lost Soul Garibay. Um, after a bit of a chatter back and forth between the two, he decided to bring me in and give it a go. And for those of you who have known the rise of Brad Zane, have known that, you know, like when I first started off, obviously, you know, as fresh faced as one can be, you're either, you're either going to click with the crowd or you're not going to click with the crowd. And 
I clicked with the crowd, but not in the way that I initially hoped. I wanted to be a a good guy, a face that they could look upon and be happy for, but that just wasn't the way it worked. For some reason, I, the crowd just didn't like me. And as the crowd didn't like me, I grew to not like the crowd. So over the next years, I decided to form a uh, a, a faction of its own, Project Mayhem, as uh, Jason Seinguy there has, uh, you know, like so lovingly called it, which is true. That's literally what we are. Um, and as the leader of that faction, with my former tag partner, Damian Black, we ended up taking the tag titles and held on to them, set the record for WrestleCorp for the longest uh, longest length of the titles itself, as well as the most times obtained of the titles with the three for me and four for him, um, because we had another member of the faction, but he was no longer with us. He he moved on to do other things with his life, which is great for him, good for him. You know, can't complain about that. But, you know, I've been with Wrestle Club for seven years trying to help build build the business here. And uh, I'd say that we're in a wonderful place to the point that we're having uh, talent coming in from out of state, including you, Mr. Chris. Including me. Talk about including some of your you. earlier influences. What made you want to break into the business in the first place? I have always loved professional wrestling. Um, ever since I was a kid, I used to watch it with my older brother uh, back in the day when it was WWF and WCW. Um, we didn't get NWA, uh, but we did get the other two. And for me, my most fond memory of WWF was a 1988 Survivor Series. I was seven years old when I saw that, but I think that was the one that had where Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and I believe – I can't remember who the other one was, but they had ta- they had all formed their own faction and went against some of the bigger names, uh, which I, I think the Undertaker was a part of that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a couple years earlier, and that might have been 1990. I can't fully remember, but that was definitely one of the memories that I had that I always enjoyed. I just I remember that one though because that was also the same one where they had that really big egg, and then they brought out the gobbledygook, that weird turkey thing, whichever. Which just went down in infamy. Yes. Absolutely, it did. They'll never live that one down. I think we're getting these technical issues situated here. Are you back on with us there, Sign? I I am back. Sorry about that, guys. But, um, well, all right, sir. Brad, I was asking you, Brad Zane, if the crowd being skewed young is going to throw you off your game plan. You're used to a bit of an older crowd on a lot of these shows with a lot of families, but tomorrow it's going to be possibly even younger than normal, do you think that's going to throw off your game plan going into it? Bully is a bully. It doesn't matter the age, my friend. And uh, no matter what age they are, they'll always know that I'm not their friend. I'm not there to be their friend. I'm there to uh, remind them that they are puppets. And even at that age, they will see that as the puppet master, I am in charge of everything. Now, as the puppet master, one of the things you have going is you do a lot of tags, a lot of six-man matches, and the Project Mayhem group is a pretty unified front stage in your career. Do you have a preference when you look at tag teams versus singles? You know, that's an excellent question. Um as I'm getting older, which, I mean, this happens to all of us, time does eventually catch up to us, I do prefer the tag matches a touch more than I do the single matches. A lot of that, though, comes down to, and this is just personal preference, I enjoy working with 
you know, my, my colleagues, you know, Trey Vino and Chuck Yeager. I enjoy working with them. They're excellent. They, they're a little green behind the ears, and I will eventually get them trained to where they're not so green behind the ears. Um, but, you know, it's like it's it's good for me because in that way I know that when my time to step down comes, uh, the legacy will still be carried on. That Project Mayhem will always be there. Now, we've been talking throughout the show. we got guys coming from out of area, the idiot Darth Carter, Chris Marks, the CPW heavyweight champion, the lumber Zach or whatever he is, the guy with the trees. But do you want to eventually take Project Mayhem and go on the road with them and take them to new areas and places they haven't been yet? Absolutely. Opportunity is one of those things that you don't wait for. You got to go out and find it. And uh, Project Mayhem, like Travino, Chuck Yeager, they've got a lot going on for them. They're they're green behind the ears, as I mentioned before. I'm sorry, wet behind the ears, as I mentioned before. But here's the thing: the only way you get better at what you do is getting out there and doing it. And that's exactly how it was for me, and that's exactly how it's going to be for them. Now, you could go anywhere in the world imply your craft what's the one spot you would most want to go to and wrestle before it's all said and done uh for me it would be japan mostly because there's a member over or there's a fellow in japan who uh, i have to get a little bit of payback for um which is uh i don't know if you're quite familiar with him but a couple years back he had been up here in idaho for a concert and we had found out at the time, Damian Black and I had found out his name is Ladybeard. Uh, so he primarily wrestled for DDT. Um, and I've obviously, you know, it's like at the time I, I wanted to get a piece of him. I didn't realize that the guy was going to be uh, this muscle bound dude. I mean, you hear the name Ladybeard, you think uh, it's not going to be a pushover. No, quite the opposite. This guy was incredibly strong. And uh, I'm not quite happy with how that one turned out. So I will be eventually making my way over there to find him. So I have on the flip side of that, a lot of the guys that started at Russell Club have been branching out over the last couple of years. Adriel Knox is doing really, really well all over the map. King Marcus Anderson relocated to Las Vegas. He's doing well out there. We have the former bodyguard, Victor. He's doing very well. You also have Mr. Yes. Pickman doing great in Florida. Absolutely. What do you think when you see guys like that that you started with at Wrestle Club and they branch out and they start carrying that Wrestle Club name to other places and they're doing well, what's that mean for someone like you still there in Wrestle Club still carrying the flag? Pride. Uh, and I mean, obviously kind of like uh, peeking behind the curtain a little bit on this one, though, but between the names you have named, between Adriel Noctis, who has done a wonderful job for himself in the Pacific Northwest, between helping out with DeFi and helping out with Prestige and several of the other big names in this area, uh, to King Marcus Anderson, who I you know, recently just squared up again, see how his skills had been since he went down to Las Vegas, which, I mean... Marcus has always had it, though. Like, I'm going to go ahead and just say it right here. The admiration and respect that I've always had for Marcus Anderson will always be there. That guy has always had it. He's got a look. He's got a personality. He knows what he's doing. 
you know, with the fact that it's like him, uh, James Graham, Victor, uh, I think now he's just the Gator, uh, James Graham, over in Florida as well, because he followed Mr. Hickman, and that's another one right there, too, Mr. Hickman. Man, like all the guys who left the Wrestle Club are still Wrestle Club. They're still family. And watching their success just makes us feel better here, because we know that they're out there making a name for themselves, and they all started here. They started here. They helped Wrestle Club build. And while I myself don't have too much intention to follow suit, mostly because, you know, again, peeking behind the curtain, I have I have ties that anchor me to this state. Um, I am happy to continue to be here and continue to help this product, this company grow. So that way people like those guys, like the Marcus Andersons, like the Adrian Lochnesses, the Grimms, the Hickmans, they have, you know, a place to come home to, but we also have talent that can look up to them and say, hey, I want to be like them and go out that way too. Now that match you had with King Marcus Anderson a few months ago might have been one of the most well-officiated matches in Wrestle Club history. I would agree with that, yes. Uh, I, I may have it in the know that a certain um, sign guy was the referee for that match. Indeed, indeed so. Well, how could it have possibly been the best officiated match of all time then? Well, because Northwest Pro official Paul wasn't in there. He's kind of crooked. True. So that guy was willing to break out a rule book, and I lost when he broke out the rule book. So, I mean, come on now. That, that's got to speak volumes, don't you think? You got a good point there. Well, I'm going to pass things over to my colleague, Chris Marks. I know he has some questions. And keep in mind, he might be studying you just a bit because he's going to be in that battle royal. He might be coming after the title. I welcome it on both levels. So, so Brad, you had mentioned earlier that Survivor Series was one of your big influences when you were younger. I thought it might be fun to ask if you could put together a five-man traditional Survivor Series-style match with any competitor of any time frame, who are you picking? Ooh. Okay. Um, so follow-up question to your – counter your question with a question as well. Uh, does it matter which uh, organization they're from? Can I go across, like, the, across the world if I wanted to? Certainly. Okay. If I were to put together a five-man team who I believe have a very strong chance, uh, we're going to have to go with HBK – First off, because I've always been a big fan of Shawn Michaels, um, I would have to then go with, if those two could get along, Stone Cold, I would have to go with Finn Balor, but Demon Finn Balor, or Prince Devitt. One of those two. It's got to be a toss-up between the two. It actually be a toss-up. Two. I would say Prince Devitt would be who I would go with. Uh, Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura, his NJP, his NJPW days. And to top that all off, I'd have to go with the current big upcoming star that's huge, which is Jay White. Like, I'm nothing but shocked at how good that guy is. That would have to be my team. That's certainly a good selection of uh, of roster members there. I would note that despite the skill obviously present in that team, you are missing size. What's that? You're missing size. Oh, I am. You're right. Hmm. 
Hmm. I am missing size. Well, I mean, but here's the thing, though. It's like sometimes sometimes the smaller dog has a bigger bite than the bigger dog does. I mean, yeah, if you were to put them up against somebody like the Big Show or uh, uh, a big cast or something like that, yeah, obviously it's going to be a harder fight for them for sure. But the little guys, the thing about the little guys is that I, as long as they can continue to keep up that, that uh, momentum that they've got, they're going to be hard to bring down. But I see your point. Size sometimes is what makes the difference. I mean, I myself am a bigger guy. I'm not a small guy by any means. Um, and I've turned tide of battles just because of my size alone. So, yeah, you got you got me there. So, like, the chances of winning is going to be probably 50-50. Fair enough. Now, uh, my debut on the show was two weeks ago. Unfortunately, I had COVID last week, and I had to miss it. But I am trying to establish a segment that I do at the beginning of my half of the show where things are kind of like a rapid-fire answer, question-answer session, okay? Okay. So don't give these a lot of thought. You kind of want to give us the first thing at the top of your head. It'll be five or six, maybe ten quick questions. Go for it. All right. The first one I'm going to give you is the first one I gave last time. What's your least favorite workout in the gym? Burpees. Burpees. What's your favorite workout in the gym? What's the day you look forward to the most? Uh, <laughs> chest press. All right. What would you say was the best talent in the golden era of wrestling? Golden era of wrestling. That's subjective, but best talent, I probably would put The Rock so golden era would be prior to attitude era. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, ooh, Ric Flair then. And then attitude era. You said rock. You can stick with that answer. Yeah, I'll definitely stick with the rock. It's fifty-fifty rock or HBK, but rock for me. What about today? Today's day and age, I've got to give it to AJ Styles. Okay. What about most overlooked talent of the Attitude Era? Overlooked talent of the Attitude Era? Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, shoot. Who was that? It was a wrestler in, the w- in WWE. Oh, God. Taka Michinoku. That's an excellent choice. What about today? Today's Baron Corbin. You know, that's an answer I get from a lot of people when I ask that question. That's a good answer. God, Certainly not getting the push that he wants right now. No, but, I mean, he's getting the spotlight again, which is better. So, I was watching a promo on the Wrestle Club page. I think it was posted last night. The Outlaw Rusty Livings. Not very pleased yes. with you folks. Nope. I understand there was some uh, shenanigans with his mask. Is that correct? I may or may not say yes to that. I may or may not have been a part of that. It's a blur. As a mass wrestler myself, in a rumble tomorrow for a shot at your title, I would suggest that you continue have that be a mystery to you and not continue to do it with anybody visiting this weekend. I will take that suggestion underneath consideration. I see. Uh, also, you cut a promo yourself yesterday, is that correct? Yes. For those that didn't see it, give us the gist. 
The promo itself is that at 11 a.m. tomorrow morning, I will be naming off a wrestler who I feel that Dr. Steve Superb has not been giving the light of the day. Uh, I would like to keep it a mystery, but I'll give you a hint. He's a punk. That's about the only hint you're going to get out of me. Then we have the tag team match uh, for the tag team titles between Project Mayhem, Damian Black, the feature Cam Lee, um, which, uh, you know, like, and it's going to be a, Four-way dance, actually, because it's uh, we got the other team, the Fly and the and the Penguin. Which, I mean, you know, I'm not too worried about them. It's Damian Black though, because that's my former tag partner. I know him well, so my boys better be ready for that. And then, of course, at five o'clock is going to be the Royal itself, which Chris, you're going to be a part of. Um, and I'll be very interested to see how well you do in that too. We'll be sitting, of course, as I said, ringside watching. I'm not too worried about about my match though, so I'm pretty positive going into it. I'll still be the champion coming out of it. So. For those who are unfamiliar with your company and your work, tell the audience one thing that they should know about Wrestle Club. Story. Always expect story. And one thing they should know about you and your crew that they don't already know. We're nice guys. You just got to give us a chance. All right, well. I appreciate your time today. We're going to get back on the road. We've got a little bit of miles left till we get to your end of the country, but I'm going to shoot it back over towards Sign Guy to get us wrapped up for the day. Sounds good, Chris. You guys drive safe too, okay? Sign Guy, you still got? You still on there, buddy? I am still here. I will be on the road here shortly. But before we do that, anything you want to say, plug or promote? Floor is yours. Yes. Absolutely. Chris and Sign Guy, first off, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm looking absolutely forward to seeing you both tomorrow. Uh, you know, drive safe, obviously, with the fact that the weather has been kind of cruddy up in your direction. Um, but as far as plugging goes, you know, everybody is always welcome to come over and check out Russell Club. Our promotions are mostly free. We always partner up and work with people. If you want to find us on Facebook, you just have to type in uh, Idaho Russell Club and you'll find us. Um, we also have Twitter as well as Instagram. Um, so it'll be the same for those, those two. I believe the links for both are still going to be in the Russell club Facebook page. Actually, I'm just double checking right now just to make sure. But, uh, on top of that too, um, you know, the biggest thing that I can always say is that, uh, just a reminder for everyone at home that you're still puppets and I'm still the puppet master. I'm the Idaho Russell club heavyweight champion and that will not change. Well, Brad Zane, thank you so much for being on today. We definitely appreciate you taking the time to jumble your schedule to be with us. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Hopefully I don't have to go diving for that rule book. Hopefully things will be copacetic there. I All agree. Right. Well, I very much has, agree. Yep. Yeah, fans, definitely check us out tomorrow. Idaho's Wrestle Club. Always a great time. I always enjoy myself there. Looking forward to it. Except if Darth Carter shows up there, then I can't be held responsible. But as we wrap up today on a bit of a sad note, we did lose a couple of people in the last few days in the wrestling business. Jerry Jarrett, longtime promoter and wrestler out of Memphis, who was the mentor for the guy that mentored me. So he's essentially my wrestling grandfather. He passed away at the age of 80. And also this week, longtime Oregon promoter Dan Klosser passed away. I worked for Dan for 
quite a bit off and on. Lots of people in the Northwest got their starts because of Dan. So we want to wish his family good thoughts at this point. And as we wrap up the day, we'll pull the bell ten times for those we love. 